What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm gonna be going through my week 12 start sits at the wide receiver position. So going through every single week 12 matchup, we have Thanksgiving football, we have uh, no bye weeks. So a good week for the NFL, good week for fantasy lineups. You know, we're gonna have uh, some strong lineups, not rolling out the week ones we've had to do uh, in weeks past with like four teams on bye, six weeks on bye. We'll be close to uh, full strength, obviously barring injuries. So going through every single matchup, listing every fantasy relevant wide receiver as either a start, sit, or a fringe option. As always, if you have any fantasy questions, drop them down below. Doesn't have to be start, sit related. I will get back to every single person. And then I've already talked about it in a few videos, but after I do the start sits for this week, those are gonna be the uh, last videos of the week until uh, you know we start fresh in week 13 on Monday. Gonna be spending some time with the family for Thanksgiving. If you guys are celebrating Thanksgiving, you know, I uh, hope you guys are able to spend some time with your family or friends. But uh, I will still be answering questions throughout the week. So you know, if you're sitting there on Thursday, Friday, have a question, I will be able to uh, still get back to everyone. And then if you guys are interested in signing up for Underdog, they have a, a cool Thanksgiving tournament where you're basically able to do a draft with just the teams playing on Thanksgiving. I think it's like a $5 entry. The uh, first place winner takes home $20,000. So, you know, a fun opportunity to potentially cheer for some teams on Thanksgiving or some specific players. And then if you use code Quinn or the link in the description, they will double your first deposit up to $100. So you could jump into a few of those. They obviously have their pickums, which they have every single week. Already have lines up for the uh, Thursday and Sunday games. So like I said, link in the description or code Quinn. But let's jump into the uh, first matchup of the week. The first game on Thanksgiving, we have the Bills taking on the Lions. For the Bills, we obviously have Stephon Diggs as a very strong start. And I think Gabe Davis is also a decent start this week going up against the Detroit Lions. On the other side with the Lions, we have Amon Ross St. Brown, who's a stud. Definitely going to be a start in your lineups. And then the uh, Lions actually activated Jamison Williams off of IR. So uh, no guarantee he plays in this week. Probably would lean towards him not playing because he's uh, just getting back to practice. But he has been activated, which is great news moving forward. I actually talked about him in the uh, waiver wire video. And I'm pretty sure I even said something along the lines of like, oh, we haven't heard an update about him. So who knows when he'll be back. It is going to be very soon within like the next three weeks. So if uh, Jamison Williams is out there on waivers, definitely someone I would look to pick up. But even if he somehow does play this Thursday, not someone I want to be starting in my lineup in his first game off of that ACL tear. In the uh, second game on Thanksgiving, we have the Giants taking on the Cowboys. Now for the Giants, I have Darius Slayton as a pretty strong fringe option here. Got to start it off with the unfortunate news of the uh, Wandell Robinson torn ACL. Dude showed some flashes in his rookie year, had a big game before leaving with that torn ACL. But looking at Darius Slayton here, he really is like the one strong wide receiver weapon remaining. Basically the only uh, strong weapon remaining outside of Saquon Barkley. And he really has balled out over the last six weeks. He has gone for at least 58 yards in five of those six games averaging 12 and a half points per game over that stretch. So someone who I do think you can throw into your lineup as like a wide receiver three flex option. On the other side with the Cowboys, C.D. Lamb is a very clear, you know, wide receiver one start. And then sitting Michael Gallup, who just really hasn't strung any uh, solid games together. And then the uh, final game on Thursday, Thursday night, we have the Patriots taking on the Vikings. For the Patriots, Jacoby Myers is the only wide receiver that we have to be worried about here, and he is someone that I would be starting. On the other side with the Vikings, 
Justin Jefferson coming off of a down game. We're still going to be firing him up as a very, very high-end wide receiver one. And then Adam Thielen, he's kind of fallen into this fringe option basically the entire season. I think he stays there this week against the Patriots. Now, moving over to Sunday, we have the Broncos taking on the Panthers. And it seems like it's always tough to navigate this Broncos wide receiver room. Early on, it was Sutton. Then we had Judy have some decent games in a row. Sutton kind of fell apart. Now we have Jerry Judy injured, uh, misses the week 11 game. Cortland Sutton is all right. Right now, I have Sutton listed as a start. Judy as a fringe option. If Judy uh, will be playing in this game, I think it makes Sutton a uh, much weaker start, probably more of a fringe play. So a situation we'll have to navigate throughout the week. On the other side with the Panthers, DJ Moore is going to be a sit here. With Baker Mayfield, that quarterback, I mean, DJ Moore is completely unplayable. Baker has started six games for the Panthers. In those games, DJ Moore is averaging 8.7 points per game. Now, I don't think DJ Moore is totally dead in the water rest of season because basically so far we've seen Baker at quarterback. We've seen PJ Walker at quarterback. Baker has just been abysmal. Like there's no way around it. I feel like the Panthers have to know at this point, he's not going to be the guy moving forward. We've seen PJ Walker, who I guess has been all right, but he's injured right now with that high ankle sprain. The one quarterback we haven't seen is Sam Darnold. I think if they do switch over to Sam Darnold, it could give DJ Moore some life. Early on in the uh, 2021 season, Moore was putting up solid production with Darnold at quarterback. So that's the hope here for DJ Moore. But if they stick with Baker in this game, I mean, DJ Moore has got to be on the bench. It just doesn't happen when Baker is the starting quarterback. For the uh, Buccaneers-Browns matchup, we have some really strong wide receiver options. Firing up Evans and Godwin as very strong starts. Sitting Julio, who had a, a decent game in their Week 10 matchup against the Seahawks, but he's going to need to string together a few strong performances for me to even consider starting him. On the other side with the Browns, firing up Amari Cooper as a very strong start. And then I think Donovan Peoples-Jones has definitely earned the right to be a fringe option moving forward. Likely someone who will be upgraded to a start heading into week 13 when Deshaun Watson returns. Then we have the Ravens taking on the Jaguars. For the Ravens, I feel like some people are going to overreact. They're going to want to start Demarcus Robinson. This man basically like outperformed his entire season-long stats in the uh, week 11 game. I do not think he's going to be a thing moving forward. So sitting Robinson, sitting Devin Duvernay here for the Ravens. On the other side with the Jaguars, continue to fire up Christian Kirk as a very strong wide receiver too. Dude has been on a tear as of late. And then us sitting, I guess, their wide receiver too, Zay Jones. That leads us into the Texans taking on the Dolphins. And the Texans wide receivers have been pretty tough to navigate over the last few weeks. We saw uh, in week 11, Brandon Cooks have an 80% raw participation. Nico Collins at 83%. Cooks is averaging 10.2 points per game on the season. Hasn't scored 12 points in his last five games. So just not a great stretch here for Cooks. And then Nico Collins is sitting at 9.3 points per game. For me, both of these guys are sits. It's honestly a decent matchup here against the Dolphins, but there's just no ceiling with this Texans offense. The passing attack is just so brutal. I don't want either of these dudes in my lineup, to be totally honest with you. And then for the Dolphins, it's the complete opposite. Fire up Tyreek Hill, fire up Jalen Waddell as very strong wide receiver ones. That leads us into uh, my Chicago Bears taking on the New York Jets. For the Bears here, I think Darnell Mooney is a fringe option. He's been a pretty solid flex play as of late. After starting off the season pretty horrendously, remember the Bears were like barely throwing the ball 
Over the past eight weeks, he's averaging 11.9 PPR points per game. It does look like Fields could miss some time, and that could lead to some more passing volume out of the Bears offense. Obviously, uh, the backup's not going to be taken off, rushing the ball 10 plus times a game, but it could also just lead to the offense being atrocious. So, you know, potentially a better situation, also potential for a worse situation there for Mooney. I think he's going to be a fringe this week, whether or not Justin Fields plays. On the other side with the Jets, a really, really rough quarterback situation there. Garrett Wilson was someone that I actually really liked last week with uh, Corey Davis out. But I mean, when your quarterback can't do anything, the wide receiver is not going to produce. This is a substantially easier matchup here against the Bears compared to the Patriots. So I do have Garrett Wilson here as a fringe option once again, but if Corey Davis plays in this game, Wilson's like a very low fringe bordering on a sit option. If Davis is out, I think Garrett Wilson is a fringe. Now, if they make a quarterback change, I feel like that's going to be an upgrade uh, for Garrett Wilson, regardless of if it's uh, Flacco or Mike White. I feel like we just have seen what we've seen out of Zach Wilson, and I don't know if it can get much worse at the quarterback position. In this next game, we have the Bengals taking on the Titans, and it seems like there's actually a possibility that Jamar Chase could make his return in this game. If Chase plays, I mean, you're going to have to fire him up, even if there's you know maybe some concern. He's not totally 100%. If Chase is playing, he's going to be in the starting lineup, like barring some report that he's getting like 40-50% of the snaps. T. Higgins, regardless of Jamar Chase's status, a very strong start. And then I think the uh, difference here is for Tyler Boyd. If Jamar Chase is out, I feel like you feel a lot more confident with Tyler Boyd. If uh, Jamar Chase is in, then I think Boyd is more of like a fringe option compared to a solid start. On the other side with the Titans, I have Traylon Burks here as a fringe option. Full transparency, like I loved Burks as a prospect. I've been very high on him throughout this season. So maybe I'm a little higher on him than consensus. I am willing to bet on the fact that I think he had a breakout performance last week. I think he's going to see that route participation go up. I think he's the clear top wide receiver on this team. So he's someone who I think is going to be trending up rest of season and is someone that I do think can be a wide receiver three flex option. And then I will be uh, sitting Robert Woods also in that Titans wide receiver room. In the Falcons commanders matchup, Drake London, another rookie wide receiver that I love. But uh, this is just not a great situation for him. He did get into the end zone in week 11, but the volume's just not there. Kyle Pitts down with injury. Like maybe there's uh, some sort of uptick for Drake London, but I don't know. Like this uh, this whole thing is just not coming together for these uh, you know top pass catchers for the Falcons. Obviously Pitts now probably done for the season, but it wasn't coming around for Pitts. And I just don't see it coming around here for Drake London. For the Commanders, I have one start, one fringe option, and then one sit. The uh, start is Terry McLaurin. Uh, Curtis Samuel is going to be the fringe play. And then Jahan Dotson as a sit. Good to see him back. He just hasn't been uh, commanding a ton of volume and hasn't had the uh, touchdown production that we saw early on in the season. Next matchup is the Chargers taking on the Cardinals. And for the Chargers wide receiver room, a lot of moving pieces here. We saw Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both return. Williams went up, had a big catch, and then comes down with injury only ran four routes on the day. So it seemed like he re-aggravated that ankle. So not great there for Mike Williams. Keenan Allen returned. He wasn't in his, uh, you know, typical full workload, limited to around 74% route participation. But I think that's totally fine, just kind of easing him back into the workload. And when he was, you know, involved, he looked pretty solid, typical Keenan Allen numbers. We actually saw Josh Palmer really just step up and have a monster day 
with uh, Mike Williams basically you know being out the entire game and then Keenan Allen slightly limited. We saw Palmer log a 95% route participation, targeted 10 times, caught eight of them for 106 yards and two touchdowns. So the way that I'd be looking at this offense, if Mike Williams is somehow able to play against the Cardinals and we have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams playing, I think Palmer is more of a fringe option. I think if Mike Williams misses in week 12, I think we have both Keenan Allen and Josh Palmer as strong starts. And then it's just tough to navigate Mike Williams. Like, I guess if they say he's ready to go and he's not going to be restricted, I do think he's a start, but you probably do have to have, you know, some injury concerns with him. On the other side with the Cardinals, another wide receiver room with a lot of moving pieces here. DeAndre Hopkins just continues to ball out, command a huge target share. I would imagine that Marquise Brown plays in this game. It seemed like there was actually a shot he would play uh, on Monday night. Didn't happen. But I think both of these guys will be out there next time we see this team play. And then we have Rondell Moore with, uh, you know, an injury on like the first carry of the game, ended up putting up uh, negative numbers. But then per usual, when Rondell Moore is out, Greg Dortch steps up and has a big day. So the way I'm looking at this is that if Hopkins and Brown both play, I want both of those guys in my lineup. And then I will be sitting either Rondell Moore or Greg Dortch. If uh, Marquise Brown is not able to make his return on Sunday and Rondell Moore is healthy, I would trust Rondell Moore as a start. If Rondell Moore is out and Marquise Brown is out, then I would trust Greg Dortch as a start. So hopefully that uh, isn't incredibly confusing, but probably just a thing we're going to need to uh, monitor throughout the week. In the next matchup, we have the Raiders taking on the Seahawks. Devontae Adams with a monster game just continues to produce even if this uh, Raiders team as a whole has been disappointing and then uh, sitting Mac Hollins. For the Seahawks, per usual, firing up DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett as very strong like wide receiver two start options. Then we have the Rams taking on the Chiefs. Really not pretty at the uh, wide receiver position here in this matchup. For the Rams, I'm going to be sitting A-Rob, sitting Van Jefferson, sitting Ben Skoranek. We saw Tutu Atwell uh, have a big touchdown catch. I do believe that was like the only uh, route he ran the entire game. A-Rob, I think, got into the end zone. It's just not a pretty thing here. Matthew Stafford back in concussion protocol. Just want really no part of any of these wide receivers. Now on the other side for the Chiefs, this is a wide receiver room that is going to be very tough to navigate moving forward. So with Juju out with the concussion and then Mecole Hardman on IR, I think everyone, including myself, expected big things out of Kadarius Toney. And he just didn't really come through. He did leave early with a, a hamstring injury, but I don't think we can really use that as a full-on excuse because his usage early on in the game wasn't great either, like the first drive or two. It's not like he was out there on every snap. It was still Watson, MVS getting priority over him. So not great news uh, there for Kadarius Tony long-term, especially if he's banged up. Maybe some of these other guys return, and then he's back into a uh, crowded wide receiver room, kind of just being used as a gadget player. So like I said, not great there for Kadarius Tony. We saw uh, Watson, um, Justin Watson, dominate in terms of the usage, 97% route participation. He operated as like the wide receiver one for this team. We saw Marquez Valdez-Scantling at 74%. I've been a big Sky Moore guy, like dating back to uh, you know pre-draft dating back to uh, preseason. Like I thought he was a great late round sleeper. He's someone who I drafted, you know, the last few rounds of basically like every single one of my fantasy drafts. So I've been very in on Sky Moore and he has been a massive disappointment. I thought looking at how talented he was in college, 
I thought he'd be able to climb this depth chart pretty easily. Like I was looking at this wide receiver room. I thought he could hop Hardman. I thought he could hop MVS. I even thought he may have been able to hop Juju Smith-Schuster. Unfortunately, it just has not played out that way at all. And so he had a breakout day, five receptions, 63 receiving yards. And when I was looking at the uh, usage, I was expecting his usage to be pretty solid, you know, probably up in that MVS category, 74% route participation. This dude was out there and only ran 16 routes. So, I mean, the production he put up on only running 16 routes was very, very impressive. But I mean, it doesn't speak very highly of his like rest of season usage, especially when Juju comes back. So I say all of that to basically say that Juju is the only guy I want to start in this uh, wide receiver room. If he is back from that concussion, he's a start for me. If he's out, pretty much fading this uh, entire unit here. And then uh, we have the Saints taking on the 49ers. For the Saints, Chris Olave, a big, long touchdown catch. Continue to fire him up as a start. Jarvis Landry did have a decent day, but he's not someone I want to be relying on for fantasy. For the 49ers, we saw Debo Samuel have a kind of bounce back day, and then Brandon Ayuk get into the end zone twice. Talked about this in the running back video, but this was basically like the dream situation for all of these weapons. It is so, so rare. I mean, first off, it's rare for a team to have like four weapons that you're trusting as very strong options. CMC being started as a high-end running back one, Kittle being started as a very strong tight end one. You've got Debo, who's probably like high-end wide receiver two, Brandon Ayuk in that wide receiver two territory also. So to have four players who are very, very light upon for fantasy, and then to see all four of them like produce very well. Kittle, I believe two touchdowns, Brandon Ayuk, two touchdowns, Debo, a touchdown, Christian McCaffrey, a, a ton of uh, you know yards from scrimmage. So just a great overall situation here. Debo's a start. Brandon Ayuk is a start. Obviously, every game isn't going to be like that. There's going to be a game here and there where maybe Ayuk doesn't get the volume or Debo doesn't get the volume and they don't get into the end zone. But I still think we can be uh, trusting these guys and have to feel very solid about this offense moving forward. We have the Packers taking on the Eagles on Sunday night football. In this Packers wide receiver room, the way that I'm looking at it right now, I still think Al Nazard is the guy that we want to be rostering here and the guy we want to be starting confidently. Even though Christian Watson has had these uh, you know, huge explosions over the last two weeks, five touchdowns in the last two games, I still think Lazard is the guy that I want as a start. I have Christian Watson as a fringe play. I think he's more of like a probably high-end wide receiver three flex option. The touchdowns have been great. But I don't really want my uh, you know, perception to just be clouded by the fantasy point numbers because in terms of overall volume, like it's been solid. It's been very encouraging. But if he scores a touchdown in each of those games, I obviously don't think everyone is uh, freaking out in the same way. Also, a very, very tough matchup here against the Eagles. And then I will be uh, sitting Randall Cobb, who did have a pretty solid performance in his first game back. On the other side with the uh, Eagles here, I have uh, A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith both as starts. I think fantasy-wise, obviously it sucks for Dallas Goddard to go down, but I think fantasy-wise, this is pretty solid for both A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. Kind of like how I was talking about it with the 49ers, it's very tough when you have three, four strong fantasy options for all these dudes to produce in the same game. Now we're in a spot where this is going to be pretty much a uh, funnel between A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith in terms of receiving work. So I do like both of those guys moving forward. And then the final game of the week, Sunday night football, or Monday night football, sorry. We have the Steelers taking on the Colts. 
For the Steelers, I have both Deontay Johnson and George Pickens listed as fringe plays. Honestly, Deontay gets closer and closer to being a sit every single week. Still semi-holding out hope here, but it has been very brutal for someone who was so high on Deontay Johnson coming into the season. We saw George Pickens had a big day, 80-something yards, uh, gets into the end zone. Could have been an even bigger performance. He dropped a uh, touchdown like late in the fourth quarter. Could have been a nice uh, you know, stat pad to that uh, overall stat line. I think he's a fringe option moving forward. Looking at the uh, Colts wide receivers, as usual, uh, Michael Pittman took the clear-cut wide receiver one snaps. Still like him as a very strong wide receiver two. We actually saw Alec Pierce uh, jump Paris Campbell in the snap share department or the route participation department. Not sure if Paris Campbell was banged up in this game. Pierce had an 89% route participation. Paris Campbell was at 78%. I was expecting this early on in the season when uh, Pierce was showing flashes and Campbell was kind of doing nothing. Then we saw Campbell come out and rifle off all these big games. So the uh, flip here does seem weird, but we still saw Campbell deliver a very solid fantasy relevant day. Five receptions for 67 yards. So I like Pittman as a start. Paris Campbell as a fringe play, and then uh, sitting Alec Pierce unless he can string together some strong games. So that is going to wrap it up for every single week 12 matchup. If you guys did enjoy the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. As always, thank you guys for stopping by. Hope you have a, a very happy Thanksgiving if you do celebrate. But thank you guys again, and I will see you in the next one.